Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you late on a Saturday evening here on supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors. One of them, you know, normally is, is first, but they will be last today, and you all know why. We'll get to that a little later. I want to thank our sponsors, though, at College Corner. Saw a lot. Of, I did not see a single Maroon is All That Matters shirt. There may have been one, but I didn't see it. Good job by you. Hopefully you've been hitting up College Corner, not only for national championship merchandise, but for all the great stuff that you guys were wearing today. Maroon and white. Anything you need, maroon and white, for your house, for your car, or for your person. They've got you covered, College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area, and you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Excuse me, our good friends at Humble Taco. Drove past Humble Taco on my way home tonight, and you're not going to believe it, it was busy. You know why? Because people have heard it. They've heard about it. They've heard the word that we spread here on Thunder and Lightning, that that's Startville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, that it's got a unique menu, that it's got a tremendous patio for hanging out. It's got handcrafted margaritas. It's got great local beers, and it's got fantastic, incredible food. You've all heard. You've all gotten the word out, and now Humble Taco is the place to be. If you Next weekend when you're up here, make sure, if you haven't already, that you've got Humble Taco on your to-do list. Mississippi State 35, Louisiana Tech 34, Historically, by the numbers, the greatest comeback in Mississippi State history. Dogs down 34-14 in the fourth quarter before rattling off three straight touchdown drives to take the lead and eventually get the win. A crazy game, an emotional roller coaster. So much has happened. Only one man can make sense of it. Who is that person? Who is that man? I ask you now. Tell him, Falk! Well... I was hoping you would do that. Interesting ball game, to say the least, Brian. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't really know what to take away from it. I mean, in the middle of the game, we, we knew what we were going to talk about. We knew that we were going to come in here and we're going to say that Mississippi State is going to win two games this year, and this is going to be a disaster of a season. And by the end of the game, I'm so confused. I'm so confused on what this team is going to be, Brian. The one thing that I know for a fact, after watching that ball game, is I believe that Mississippi State is immature right now. Okay, I, I think that this team is is an immature football team. Mike Leach said that post game. I think what you saw in that ball game is you saw a Louisiana Tech team that was pretty darn experienced. I thought they played pretty poised, and that's not to say that Mississippi State played well and, and to take anything away from. The, the issues that they had. But I thought they played more poise than Mississippi State for three and a half quarters until the ball game really broke down for them. They had a, they had a quarterback that has played for two Power 5 teams, 
and that is, uh, you know, was selling, you know, was in pharmaceutical sales a few months ago. Yes. And he made some plays for them. They had two running backs. One of their running backs was... <laughs> he was in pharmaceutical sales a few months ago. He really was. He was. Go ahead. He was selling Pfizer in... Uh, I, I don't know what he was selling. Mm. Uh, Viagra? I don't know. No telling. Um, so uh, you had a team that I thought really played poised, and they caught Mississippi State slipping on, on some things. So what what I can tell you from what I saw for four quarters is Mississippi State's immature, and they have to clean that up first and foremost. I thought that a great example was at the end of the first quarter. I think Mississippi State thought that they were running the quarter out and that they were about to – Go yeah. to the second quarter, fourteen nothing. Instead, you have a guy sprinting past Emmanuel Forbes. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the replay on that to see exactly the breakdown. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that he just flew by him and took off for a seventy two yard touchdown pass. That changed the game for Louisiana Tech. Yeah. And Mississippi State started creeping down into a hole after that. They started kind of falling backward. And we saw that last year a couple of times. So Mississippi State's gotta have better composure than that. So that's that's a negative that I'll say. Okay. A positive is that fourth quarter was phenomenal. That was one of the best fourth quarters I've ever seen by Mississippi State offense. That was one of the best jobs closing a ball game yeah. that I've seen. Um, gave up a field goal early in the fourth quarter. Tulu Griffin single-handedly injected a shot of energy into every single player on the sidelines, every fan in the stands. The guy is just electric city, and I thought that his kick return for 70 yards is what got Mississippi State going. And the offense came out, scored three straight touchdowns. The defense got stops. That's how Mississippi State should look. I think they will look closer to that kind of team moving forward, um, just personally. I think they're better than what they showed uh, for that first those first three quarters. But offensive line looked bad. I thought they didn't look improved mm-hmm. at all from last year. Um, and that was the big negative that I took away. But Will Rogers was at fault for that, too. I mean, he kind of held on the ball too long. Um, you know, we talked about the running game and how Mississippi State needed to incorporate that. 12 carries, I think, for 71 yards for, for uh, Woody Marks. You'll take that every week. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, from what from what I saw in that ball game – Mississippi State got a W, and that's what matters the most, but there's a lot of stuff to clean up. I agree. I agree with everything you just said. So, a lot to cover here uh, in, the, in, this, uh, in this show. And, I mean, it's just week one. You know, a lot. We, 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 it's weird. We, we talked about, you know, we want to answer questions and this, that, and the other. I feel like I have more questions today after the game than I did before, before I, we, we started the show. So, we'll see what, uh, We'll see what all that brings us. But I know one thing it's going to bring us, Robbie. I know one thing that is that is as uh that is always going to be there for you. It's like the North Star. All right. You okay. can you can rely on it, my friend. And that's on a show after a football game. You will hear from Brian Haydad, and you will hear the things that are true. Let's hear them. These are the things that are true week one. I got 13 of them. 13? Yeah. I'm going to go tell you right now that had State lost this game, this would be an easy 20. It would have been an easy 20. I, I, I was going to have a lot of stuff to say, too. I still have some things oh, to yeah, say. Oh, yeah, yeah. We still got plenty to say. So, 
Let's start it off. Let's just get right to it. Number one, and there's no, Robbie, this might be the, of all the things that are true that I've ever said on this show or any other, this might be the truest. Winning is better than losing. Fact. It's fact. Fact. For a large portion of the day, this was not going to be a pleasant show. It still may not be the most pleasant show, but it was going to be out of hand, out of control if State had lost that game. That was going to be up there in the same pantheon with Maine, South Alabama, Troy, all of those. Like when you think about the most painful losses in MSU history, somehow, some way, this team found its way to victory. We'll talk about how that happened. That at the very least, take you know all the questions you have about this team and everything else. It's better to answer those questions at one and zero than at zero and one, and that's just that's the most simple fact in nature that that there ever was. Number two, I had planned what I was going to say at thirty four to fourteen, and it was an apology to our listeners. I was going to come on here when they got after the the game was over, and my guess is the final score would have been like forty one to twenty one or something, and I was just going to say, look. Robbie and I aren't lying to you, okay? Maybe he and I have an, an inherent bias towards Mississippi State that we just can't fight. But we're not lying. We're not telling you this stuff to try to make you feel better, all right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to tell you what we actually are seeing and what, we're, and what we think is happening. And we were just wrong. And maybe we still are wrong. And, I mean... I, we're not getting paid yeah. $5 million to coach this team. And, and, well, I'm not it's getting not, paid anything to promote this team. I mean, I, I just tell you, and you do the same thing, yeah. what we see at practice. Exactly. And I, I even said before the before the season that I felt like there was a lot of questions about this state offense mm-hmm. that that remained to be seen. Now, we were wrong about the defense, at least for game one. But You're right. You're right. So it's just a question of, you know, we're telling you what we think. We're never gonna. I'm never gonna be a slave to old takes. If I say something in week one, and then over the next two or three weeks it changes, the, the information changes. I'm always gonna change my mind. I'm not a person that locks into things. So what I saw, you know, I think what we're gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it for the for the big show. I'm gonna tell Richard every week. I'm gonna tell you what I think State's final record's gonna be based on the information that I have. So it, it can so, change every week. So last before this game, I had, I said seven and five. Tune in on Monday to find out what I think it's going to be now. But we're not lying. Just want to make that clear. And we're not toting water. For we're anybody. not toting no, water. I mean, yeah, no I, one has asked me to I don't, pump any, anything. Anything. I don't up. get paid by Mississippi State. People are on there like you're supposed to be a state fan. I, well, I mean, I what I am and what I'm supposed to be at work are two different things. Number three, Robbie, it is all about the offensive line. That is everything. We talked about it all offseason. If they're not better up front, it doesn't matter around everything else. Nothing else matters. They've got to be able to block five with or three with five. Robbie, they couldn't block three with five today. Couldn't block four with five today. And what did we talk about the other day? What did I say the other day? It's all – everything works together. Will Rogers, offensive line, running backs, wide receivers – all those guys have to be in sync, and they were not. And I, we we can't just put 
sole blame on the offensive line, I don't think. Because Will Rogers held on to the ball too long many times. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I, the wide receivers were really good. I just thought Will Rogers, a lot of those was a lot of those plays were on him. Mm-hmm. And you know, the offensive line's gotta be better, but they did have some good spots in the game, but they they've gotta be able to block they weren't three in or four sync. guys. Between the between Rodgers, the line, and the receivers, they weren't in sync until midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah. Because like you said, there were times Rodgers held the ball too long, there were times guys weren't getting open, and there were times Rodgers had no time to throw. And, right. And, and, and they were all just working together like that. And when I say working together, I, I guess I obviously mean the opposite. But at the end of the day, and look, there was some improvement on the offensive line. State ran the ball effectively, yes. very effectively. And there were, like you said, there were definitely times where Rodgers had time to throw. But at the end of the day, every play that's three man rush has to not be a sack. Yeah. Simple as that. If they rush three, it cannot be a sack. It was today several, several times. Um, Dollar Bill, not a great day for him. Mm-mm. Charles Cross, Charles not Cross his, didn't have a good day. Charles Cross, as potential first round draft choice, is no offense to Charles Cross. It's kind of laughable right this second, though. He hasn't shown uh, an, uh, a speck of that. Yeah. And and I, why do you think that they, they're just not getting it? I mean, well, it, I, I, these are talented players. It, you, 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 I, I don't understand why it's just not clicking. It's, you're gonna, last year, I, th- I could understand it because it was first year in the system. All these guys have been in the system for over a year. So I don't understand why. I mean, a lot of times it's as simple as just blocking the guy in front of you. I mean, they're they're not even able to to really block those guys to keep those guys that are straight up against them. You know, you're going to make me quote Rick Ray here when I say, "If I knew the answer to that, I'd make a lot more money." That's right, and win a lot more games. Yeah, in I his mean, case, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why. Fi- I I don't know how you simplify the blocking rules. I don't know what you need to do. But something's not something's not right there. And Mason Miller, that's your job. Fix it. Yep. Fix it. Got to. Number four thing that is true. By the way, just for everybody know those first three things, they were all completely true. Will Rogers is definitely limited, but his limitations don't have to ruin the offense. Look, Will Rogers is never going to be the guy flinging it. You know, flick his wrist and it goes fifty yards, sixty yards down the field on a dime. All right. He's going to have to be accurate. He doesn't have the big arm, but that doesn't mean this offense can't be effective. Yeah. I agree. Can't drop passes. Need to block better. Will Rogers is good enough. Look, look. How many of Mike Leach's quarterbacks have started an NFL game? The answer is one: Gardner Minshew. The rest of them have have not. not there's not a single start amongst them. Kingsbury had a cup of coffee in the NFL. That's about it. You know, and you're talking about guys who've thrown for 4,000, 5,000 yards. Anthony Gordon, what well, Luke Falk may have has played in a game but hasn't started one. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, I mentioned him. B.J. Simon, Sonny Cumbie. You know, the that's that's the beauty of this system is that it takes quarterbacks who aren't the top tier NFL guys and turns them into 4,000, 5,000 yard passers. And he made some good throws tonight too. He's on he pace. Made- he's on break, pace to break the record. 370 yards, yards. 370 yards, 39 of 47, so he completed over 70% of his passes. And for a first down... to 80 almost, yeah. Yeah, for a first down, almost a first down every throw. And look, three three TDs to one pick? Yeah. At the end of the year, if you've got 39 TDs and 13 picks, 
Everybody's going to be pleased. Here's when I here's when I thought he was at his best mm-hmm. when he was throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, when when he was dumping the ball off. That's it. Just doesn't work. It doesn't work. He's got to get it out quick. The, the rece- they, that falls in the receivers too. They got to get open down the field. Mm-hmm. But when he was finding guys in the middle of the field mm-hmm. or on, in the corners, state's offense was clicking. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd venture to say most of these passes, most of his completions were less than eight yards. But the big ones that he hit really accounted. You know, Jamire Calvin had some big catches. Jaden Wally had some big catches. Austin Williams had a big catch as well. Mm-hmm. Those, those really kind of pushed that. That's what you got to do. I mean, you can dink and dunk a little bit, mm-hmm. but if you really want to beat a zone defense, you're going to have to get the ball down the field. You're going to have to get 10 to 15-yard passes. Agree. That starts to kind of separate the defense out where you're not you're not sending three guys and everybody's just dropping back because no, I agree. You, you, you you got to you, you got Rogers can run this offense effectively he can that is, that is the, the overriding point I want to make here he can you know he's not he's not never going to be big arm guy but he can do enough other stuff and he, and he you know I know he didn't have the best day at it but had a play at least one play where he scrambled for a first down he has he can do some things with his legs too so real quick so you know I made a I made a hundred dollar parlay bet that would have won me sixteen hundred bucks on on Texas and two out of three ULL. I got two out of three. Oh, how about that? Yeah, unfortunately, you don't win anything of two out of three. Oh, that sucks. So, hey, you know, okay, but but who screwed me? Louisiana Lafayette. What was I thinking? Yeah, what were you thinking? Why, that? why would I back them? Uh, and you you were they like, had oh, to know they had to know that and you're I like, did oh, it. you're 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 thinking about the brand of Texas. Like, no, I I just don't think. Well, that I, mean, I saw that Lafayette good. go into Iowa State last year and win. And That's I thought, true. You know, That's they true. Could do it again. So more often than not, they're going to lose yeah. to big they didn't teams even like cover. that. I was surprised by their, that. Their ceiling is yeah. they're almost tapped out on, oh, on Napier's ceiling. I agree with that. Yeah, this is the year for him. Get out. He's got to get out quick. All right, number five, thing that is true. State has a great collection of skill players. Like, this is as good a, a group as they've had in quite some time. Marks and Johnson. Johnson had a rough day early, but he picked it up later. They've got receivers. They've got guys who can be effective in this off. Again, the pieces are all there. It goes back to number three. It's all about the offensive line. Yes. Everything is that. But I love this collection of skill players. You've got some guys there for sure. We'll talk you know, a little bit more about them as we go here. You, you know who, who impressed me the most out of that whole mm-hmm. group? What's that? Calvin. Well, we'll talk about that in just a second here. Uh, actually, I, I, by the way, a mistake. First mistake of the year. I only have 12 things that are true. I had two of them twice. That, did you, I'm sorry. We're recording this live. Did you just see what Vanderbilt did? Are they losing? They they just the quarterback just tried. Ken Seals, I guess, just tried to throw the ball. Oh, he lost it. Flew out of his hands yeah. and picked up and ran back for a touchdown. They're losing twenty to three to Eastern Tennessee State. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that very shortly. Don't feel bad. <laughs> uh, number six, Tula Griffin won the game, one hundred percent, and and that's going to be something that I don't know how often he can do. Because teams are going to start kicking it away from him and just start saying, just kick it out of bounds, kick it out of the back of the end zone. Don't let him have the ball. But, and, and you know, I don't know what LaTeX's thinking there. He's already busted a long return at the first play of the game. And then, you know, they have all the momentum in the world. Then they kick it to Tulu Griffin and he takes it 70 yards and puts MSU in position where they can have a short scoring drive. I honestly think if, if State has a touchback there, they don't win the game. Might not. That, that was the spark. That lit the fire. And people don't talk about special teams enough anymore. That is still so important. When you have and an explosive return guy, 
it is it's 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 almost it's almost worth its weight in gold. Yep. And you got to get the ball to him more. We'll talk about that in just a second. Yes, but he is he is a special player for Mississippi State. He has the speed that this team has lacked for a long, long time. Yes. Yeah, and State's got a couple of guys like that now. So let's talk about them right now. Number seven, Jamar Calvin, Makai Polk, Jaden Wally, Tulu Griffin. That's your starting four wide receivers. Period. End of sentence. What on earth are you thinking? Start. I, look, I like Austin Williams. Good kid. Good leader. Good receiver. But starting him over Jaden Wally, let's have some common sense, shall we? I wonder if that was like a message or you know, punishment. Well, for you know what the message? We don't know. We Here's don't know. the real message: four catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. That's what Jaden Wally had today. Jaden Wally is the starting wide receiver. He's the best receiver on this team. Calvin is fantastic. Looked really good. Polk, just like we thought, had 10 catches. Unfortunately, it was for only 57 yards. But hey, who cares? He caught 10 of his 11 targets. Yeah. And then Tulu Griffin, two for 29. Got to find ways to get the ball into his hands. Yeah, he, he can't just be returner. Well, yeah, he's got to catch four or five. He, you got to get four or five more ta- targets for him. The the tunnel screen to, yeah. to Calvin was a thing of beauty. Yeah. That's, and you can throw those to Griffin, too. And that's what, that's what makes this offense so good. Mm-hmm. When, whenever you're doing that... That's that's how this offense works. Mm-hmm. So state's got to get that going a little more, and that takes everybody. You got to be blocking downfield. He he got he got sprung with some good blocks, and also some great field vision by him. But that guy looked like a guy that's been the air raid for four years, mm-hmm. and I just thought you know that that's the best any receivers looked to me. Well, maybe maybe Jaden Wally yeah. last year, but that's one of the best games that I've seen from a receiver. Um, since Michael Leach has been here. Real quick. We're, we're doing this show Saturday night, so games are still going on. Washington just lost to Montana. Oh. What is college? Georgia never Tech. I think Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech lost. has lost. Yeah. Jeff Collins, this this is his year. Doesn't win this year, he's in trouble. And, uh, and they Georgia, Georgia and Clemson, I got defensive. That one right. I got that one. Battle there. Yeah, we spend the whole offseason like, you're never going to see defenses like this again. 10-3. to three. That's the final of that game. By the way, do you still want to go with Georgia as your national champion? Yeah, 100%. Okay, I don't think anybody's touching Bama. They look good. All right. But anyway, Calvin, Polk, Wally, Griffin, Heath will be part of the rotation. Williams part of the rotation. Ra-Ra Thomas part of the rotation. Hey, how about that? That's our guy. That's our game that one is, guy. That's the guy that just shows up. You don't see him again. I was not expecting him out there. I'm gonna be honest. I was not expecting him to play, but you know he did have some good practices from what we saw. The little practices that we saw. Well, I guess it wasn't yeah a little amount. It was like ten practices. But the, I, I'm a little surprised he got out there and he was targeted as much as he was. I got I got in trouble because I sent one tweet from practice and it was nice grab by Ra Ra Thomas. Yeah, you called it. Oh, yeah, so there you go. And I, and Polk was going to be my guy in this game. He did lead the team in receptions. Yeah. He didn't have anything spectacular. Look, if he but, has ten catches every game, he's going to have games where he right. has one hundred and fifty. But that's kind of that's kind of his game, though. He's he's kind of a possession guy. Yeah, yeah, I, for sure. We didn't see Caleb ducking. No. today. I don't think. I don't. If he if he didn't catch a pass, I'll put it that way. Um, but man, State has some. They have some weapons out there. Yeah. I, for, it goes back to what I said. Number five, the skill position talent is very good. The it's more good and more enough to win. The more and more they play, the better this offense is going to be. You just. It starts with the offensive line, just like you said. Yeah. Uh, all right, number uh, eight. I don't think there's any disagreement with me on this one, Robbie. Jaquavius Marks is the most improved player on the field. 
Looks like a yeah. totally different guy. Runs with power. He ran over a couple of dudes today. Yep. Uh, caught the ball. Look, I know the numbers don't bear it out, but I thought he, I thought he was better in the passing game today. He had nine catches on the day. The, uh, there was still some. Still I mean, a little of that dink and dunk, but and the like the the shuttle pass. He and stuff. was put into some bad positions again today. But when they handed him the football, twelve carries for seventy-one yards. Take that all day long. Ran strong, ran hard, broke tackles, three touchdowns. Really good day for him. He's a guy that is going to be such a key to success for Mississippi State. Yeah, and the key is finding him a hole where he's taking on and where he's taking on, you know, one guy. Um, if you put him in position, there was a, there was a play whenever they threw the ball out to him, and I, I think it was a swing pass maybe, but he was in the flats and he was moving forward. That's how you got to get him the ball. You can't throw him the ball where he's standing there on the sidelines holding his, holding his hands up and there's somebody right in his face. Right, right. They got the ball out to him in space yeah, yeah. while he was on the move and he picked up I think 12 yards or something like that. That's how you got to get him the ball and you got to get him in mismatches with defensive backs, linebackers, people like that because he has gotten noticeably bigger and stronger and he looks like a different player. I, I saw it you know, in practice, you saw it in pregame. He just looks like a different guy out there, and carries himself a, a lot differently too. Yeah, and comes in there, touches the ball twenty-one times. Yeah, a lot of that acts like a run. Yeah, but straight runs, twelve carries, seventy-one yards. He averaged six yards a rush, mm-hmm. and two of those runs were one-yard touchdowns. I think, yeah. or if you, if five you look yards. at him just as a running back and say, let's count the, the catches as, as carries. Well, I mean, 21 carries for is that? Am I doing the math right here? For Eight. almost 100 yards. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're fine. You'll take that You'll all. You'll take day. it all the time. And, and it wasn't a great game for Dylan Johnson, but he's going to be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, I, he's too talented not to be. Uh, number nine. I thought the two long touchdowns took the defense's breath away, and they didn't get it back until the fourth quarter. You know, you're totally dominating the game, right? You forced. Turnovers on two of their first three possessions. You're up 14 nothing, And then I agree with what you said. I think they just thought, okay, they're going to run the ball here and we'll go to the second quarter. And they pump fake. Forbes is looking in the backfield. Green is, is slow to get over. And all of a sudden, it's a 72-yard touchdown. And then the keeper from Kendall. Give La Tech credit. They had been setting that up and setting it up. And when they pulled it, it worked perfectly. It was just a it was just a haymaker, and it took State the rest of the fight to get back on its feet. I tell you what, it reminded me of the Vanderbilt game last year. Yeah, you know that they scored early in that game, and then kind of just coasted. Yeah, let me ask but you this. Here, here's one thing I'll say about the defense: it wasn't a good game in coverage. Jalen Green was was not very good. Not good. Um, and, and you know Emerson and Forbes at time were not great either. But if you take away, and I know you can't take it away, but the big the big run from Austin Kendall, mm-hmm. that's basically all they did rushing. Yeah, they had they had that run for fifty nine yards, and then the rest of the ball game twenty four carries for like forty something yards, mm-hmm. which was which is, you know, two yards a carry. So this defense is going to stop the run, and they did it last year. I think this defense is going to stop the run. It's going to be up to those guys in the back end. To, to straighten up because they were not good in this game. I don't know if they caught this team by surprise or if they were caught by surprise by Louisiana Tech um, or if they're just you know not playing well. I don't know, but they've got to be better. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't have those coverage breakdowns. Jalen Green had three well, or four of those. I think part of it is this. 
and this is what happened last year. That's just what this defense is. They're going to be aggressive, so that's going to lead. It's, that leads to blown coverages sometimes, or just open minds. Let's, let me ask you this, and I said this on the post game show. If you're a defensive coordinator, would you rather give up big plays or long drives? That's, I, 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 th- I think I big, say plays big plays because because I feels correctable, and those are going to be few and far between. Right, right. You give up a 50, 60 yard touchdown, it happens. If you're consistently giving up. You know, 10, 12 play drives for touchdowns, that's an issue. That's what that's what happened to Peter Sermon. Well, here here's something that I thought was an issue. Mm-hmm. The pressure. It really, it really wasn't. wasn't. It wasn't and much it, of it. And, and, and they were sending they were sending pressure yeah. and the and they were picking it up. Which LaTeX offensive line's good. Did a good job. Uh but this is still a group of five team. Yeah. You're you're physically better I'm up fascinated front. by next week because NC State likes to run the football. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if they can continue to do, how that turns out. I think against a run team, Mississippi State's going to be successful. Yeah. I, and I think, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just being too optimistic here, but I really think State was just they thought they were just going to blow this team out of the water. I mean, we were predicting blowouts in this game. We said all week State is a significantly better team than them. Mm-hmm. If they if they win by one point or. A touchdown is going to be really disappointing. I remember saying that. And it is disappointing that State came out and played that way. But the way they won it, I think, gives you some hope. That maybe that was just a fluke. Maybe they, you know, Leach talked about how he saw people giving up out there. They were just kind of going through the motions in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. And he, he was kind of disgusted by that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was just an outlier. Maybe this team is what they were in the first and fourth quarters. I wonder if that we're going to see changes to the starting lineup because he says, on the line. Well, I mean, if you're saying if you're hearing a coach say, "I thought people gave up," those guys can't play. Yeah, no, I mean, he, and he made a point to say that you know they're going to go back and look at the film. Mm-hmm. They're going to see who was doing that and take care of it. So yeah. I don't know what's going to come from yeah, that exactly. But at, at the same time. You were missing two guys on the defensive line that I think would have made a difference from the pass rush. Oh, Jordan rush. Davis makes a huge difference. Well, I wasn't counting him. Oh, but okay. Jack Harris and Demonte Russell. Jack okay. Harris was out for an unspecified illness. Mm-hmm. You can read into that what you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, Demonte Russell was suspended mm-hmm. with Malik. So we, we got official word on that in the press conference. We did not, but I just you were able to confirm it. I can confirm it okay. from my end. Okay. Um, those those two, I thought, would have made a difference from a pass rush standpoint. Yeah, uh, and then Jordan Davis, who is your best pass rusher, is out, is, is out for the year. So I thought that I thought they sorely missed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they have to play with more effort in those middle. Yeah, you, you could tell they were just going through the motions. Yeah, and, and Tulu kind of saved their butts. Yeah, number ten, going back to that touch, the long touchdown. Emmanuel Forbes knows better than that. All right, that's not what I expect from Emmanuel Forbes. And and I think you said something about it. It's like that's why you're not overly worried about it. Those two guys are talented. He and Emerson. They didn't have their best day today, but they'll get that figured out. But you can't be doing that. Can't be looking in the backfield. Can't be getting beat by five six yards by a, a conference USA receiver. That guy's one of the worst receivers you're going to see this year. Yeah, you got to you got to be much much better than that if you want to be an All American. Number eleven. This guy. This one's for you guys. Your doubts are understandable. Don't feel bad about it. Don't be shamed. Don't be one of these people. If one of these people are like, oh, you left the game early, huh? Because you gave up. You know what? It's okay. 
First off, that's your money. Do what you want with it. But secondly, and far more importantly, if you don't believe in Mike Leach at this point, it's okay. You're you justified. You're justified. You're far more justified than the person who is just blindly following along because he's the current head coach. One of these people who believes in MSU's employees more than MSU is what I like to say. And hey, Mississippi says never come back from 20 points down. It's never happened. So I, that's the first thing that came to mind when they kicked the field goal is when I was thinking about that, they've never come back from 20 down, so this game's over. Yeah. I, Look, I think I even I tweeted tweet- I tweeted something like, uh, South Alabama's about to happen or something. So, um, you know, there's probably a billion old takes ex- exposed tweets out there, mm-hmm. but they were justified. Mississippi State was playing horribly. They had given up 34 unanswered points to a group of five team. They couldn't block three down linemen. And th- this defensive line is probably the worst they're going to play all season, by the way. They couldn't block them. They couldn't They couldn't consistently move the football down the field. They were throwing pick sixes. They were right. fun with the football. So I well, can understand people I mean, being upset about that. I tweeted, you know, the, the coffin is shut or whatever on this game. And, you know, people want to come back. I'm like, Halfway through, during the fourth quarter, I old takes exposed myself. It's like, ah, yeah, there, I was wrong. there's no reason to do that. We all, well, I don't have a problem with it, you know. I, I, and I'll leave the tweet up. I, I'll, I'll wear it. I don't care. But everybody, say everybody's in the same spot. Yeah. If you go and if you can, you know, look at if I could get a hold of some text messages out there, all of y'all were saying the same things. So if you're a person right now that's like, you know what, I don't believe in Mike Leach, and if you if you're even one of these people who's like, I may not come back until I see some improvement. And so I, I feel confident they're going to be winning football games. I understand. Don't feel bad about that. All right? Make your own decisions for your life. Number 12. This week determines the season to a very large extent. State can lose this game and still have a good year. But if they go out and get blown off the face of the earth, you know, hello, you know that they're in trouble. They're yes. in real trouble. If they lose this game by... 17, 20 plus points, they're in real trouble. They they need a much better effort at def- Here's the thing though, it's crazy. As bad as they played today, they are capable of beating NC State. I'm not going to predict that as we sit here today, but they are capable of doing it. And they are capable of finding a way forward. This game is going to tell the tale for Mississippi yeah, I State. I agree. This is a game that is incredibly important important for the rest of their season. It's probably the the difference in Five and maybe seven wins. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I, and that's why I say you know maybe there it's going to be a night game. There's going to be a bigger crowd. It's going to be a more juiced up crowd, and it's a power five opponent. Maybe they were looking ahead a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I know NC State. They're not top twenty five right now, are they? And so no, not um, yet. No. They, they they possibly were looking ahead a little bit. You know, this is a team that everybody expected to to beat pretty soundly. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but this is the game early on in the season that I think is pivotal for Mississippi State. You got a tough opponent, I think, in Memphis the next week on the road, mm-hmm. and then you start SEC play. Yeah. And so I mean, you've got to find a way to win this ball game. I agree. And, and you gotta you gotta get. Again, you got to get confidence up front. You can lose this game and still win seven games. You can, you can. But it's it's not the season. Pl- you've got to show improvement week one to week two. You've I, got to. Yeah, I, I don't think losing the game ends the season for you, mm-hmm. but you can't look like you did today because right, you'll get blown out. You get blown out. All right. 
Let's move on into the last part of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I hope you guys enjoyed your tailgates uh, this weekend. If you did and you had some Welcome Home Beef products, well, you know they were great. Anytime you're in Starkville and you want to pick up Welcome Home Beef, it's just a quick trip to Val's Marketplace on Highway 12. And Welcome Home Beef is available all over the state of Mississippi at different grocery stores across our state. If your local grocery store doesn't carry Welcome Home Beef, you need to find out why. And it's not just about the steaks, the roasts, the burgers, and the stuff you're cooking. A lot of those great pre-cooked meals now available with Welcome Home Beef. They are delicious, and they are convenient. If you're a busy family, you definitely need to check them out. Call Welcome Home Beef today to find out how you can get their products in your market. That's 662-268-8148. Welcome home, beef. Hey, whoa. 268-8148? I don't know. I'm sure. not the one doing this. <laughs> it's late. We'll just go with it. You know how to find them. Welcome home, beef. It just tastes good. There you go. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the cotton district. Guess what? They were busy, too, when I drove past. They were packed. They were packed, and that's just how it's going to be. If you want to enjoy Two Brothers, man, it can be a, a challenge sometimes to get in there on a busy football weekend. Why not let them cater your next tailgate? Email them at Two Brothers. I had the email address. They do catering for yeah. tailgates? Yeah. Wow. Okay, we, so, we might so, have to get that delivered to the press box. All right, A, you're, you're correct that we probably do need to do that. But B, and far more importantly, Robbie, I've brought this up on like the last two shows. I tell you, <laughs> some, sometimes I don't. I mean, this is like the 100th <laughs> show I've done at this point. And, I, and most of the time I just kind of tune out. It's just, fine, it's fine. Just behind anyway, the scenes here. Order by Wednesday at noon for your, for your weekend tailgate. TwoBrothersStarkville at gmail.com. Put your tailgating order in with two brothers and grab yourself. You'll be the pride of the you'll be the envy of the junction with two brothers smoked meats. Advantage Business Systems has got a two-way plan to take care of you. They're going to take care of you with an incredible selection of services and products of all their technological needs, anything your business needs to operate, to thrive, to work with more profits and less problems. And then they back everything they sell up with incredible customer service, the kind you expect from your next-door neighbor. And that's what Advantage Business Systems is. They are your next-door neighbor. They're a Mississippi business, first and foremost. They're always taking care of their neighbors. Call them today. Find out how they can help you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. It's time to hear from our good friends, Alec Baldwin. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is only for closers. Here on Thunder and Lightning, of course, that's brought to you by our good friends over at Strange Brew Coffee. I start your day the right way with something from Strange Brew Coffee House. If you are listening to this podcast, you're a closer. You can you deserve coffee, so go grab some from Strange Brew. I don't think there's any question that for Mississippi State, the offensive line, no coffee for them. Uh, they, yeah, they could use it though. They need to be a little more alert, but they're just going to have to find another way. No coffee from MSU's offensive line. Any any disagreement from you on that? No, and Mike Leach almost lost his coffee because he showed up with Starbucks apparently off the bus Come today. Come on, Mike. And uh, Mike, I think we know the reason State struggled. The State struggled for two reasons today. I will now reveal them. One, that. Yes. We got to shop local. Two, my friends and my family tried to bring Stingray into my life. Stingray I, is one of my top five least favorite people on the <laughs> earth. All right? I mean, in, in all honesty, I, it would have gone over better if they had gotten a cameo from Neil McCready. 
He gave us a shout out. He gave our podcast hey, a shout out. Hey, everybody, check out the Thunder Lightning podcast. I used to be a state fan on Fine Bob. Woo! Well, he's still a state fan. No, he? he's not. He is again. Yeah, no, he is. No, no. He's going to school here. I don't care. I'm not going to hate got, on Stinger. I got no time in the day for that guy. That's why they, they struggle today. Well, I will bring you two together at some point. I can assure you that you will not. Uh, what if the, he like saves your cat from getting hit by a car or something? Then maybe. Okay. I thought we weren't going to be able to put an SEC school in here because, you know, we're recording and some games are going. But thank you, Vanderbilt. You made it easy on me. They lost to East Tennessee State by 20. 23-3. And this is why, no matter what happened today, I still had that as a win for Mississippi State when they play Vanderbilt. Well, here's the thing. like when I've got a new rule, I think, about college football coaches. When they do things that are like, oh, I'm just trying to instill toughness, I immediately think you're going to be a loser. Yeah. You know how you instill toughness? By actually being tough. Not by nobody on this roster gets a number until they've earned it. Shut up. And you know, I don't think that stuff works anymore. It doesn't. I think it, I think it did in, in some cases in the past. You lost by 20 to an FCS kids school. Don't, kids don't take to that. <laughs> UCLA? We, we, we may have another one, but we're going to have to hold off on that. Yep. But it is thirty one twenty UCLA as we're recording. But yeah, I, you know, Here, everybody eight pounds, just six ounce baby Jesus. <laughs> just sitting there in your little crib babbling. Don't know a word of English yet, but still omnipotent. And again, we talked about we we can't just come out there and say LSU's gonna be better on defense. Right. We don't know that. We know they have talent. This guy's never been a defensive coordinator, and we're yeah. supposed to be told that, no, you're right. that you're we're right. supposed to believe that they're better. Right. And, they, and apparently they've been really bad on defense yeah. tonight. A lot of teams – this is one thing you got – and it goes back to the number one on things that are true, right, that winning is better than losing. Look at the teams that lost today. Georgia Tech lost to an FCS school. Uh, UConn lost to an FCS school. Washington, who is going to get no coffee here. I know, I know you're hating it, you bunch of Starbuck-loving Seattleites. You get nothing from me, though. They lost to Montana. Montana has like 15,000 people in the whole state. I didn't even know Montana had a team. I'll be honest with you. Shout out to Amy Just. I just know up there they got Wyoming, the Cowboys, and Colorado's up there. That's the guy from Hunt for Red October. He wanted to go to Montana and have a fat American wife. I mean, isn't that one of the places that's like they they don't have hardly like any population that's what i just said there's like fifteen thousand people in the whole state yeah i'd love to go there here the country is beautiful oh it's it's gorgeous from what i've heard montana the sunshine state gorgeous the sunshine state really yeah but they just beat washington washington i know you're up there in seattle you're sitting around with you got your you know your your fish being thrown at you (laughs) it's foggy it's rainy you're hating life no coffee no coffee to get you through the day. I love their mascot, though. Big the Huskies? Hus- big Husky guy. Oh, it's uh, Huskies are a fine dog. You have a Husky, right? No, uh, he's well, he kind of looks like him. Um, okay. He's an Akita. Akita. Uh, they have the, That's like a more bad-ass version of Husky, though. Yeah, they're, they're one, of the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous dogs in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, It'll chew on your ass if you're not careful. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, don't forget tomorrow's show or Monday's. I guess it's Tuesday's show now. Was a full recap of all out. We're going to recap everything that happened. 
<laughs> no, we will have so to tune in. Uh, we'll go catch up with Mike Leach after his press conference uh, and see what else is going on there. Plus, round two of our picks. Even with all these crazy losses, Robbie and I picked the same game, so we are still uh, in a dead heat uh, going into week two. Are we going to have to start finding some games that we disagree? Like, uh, no, maybe picking not somebody. Today. Not week two. No point in getting ahead of getting the horse ahead oh, of the. God, we miss. I guess we're going to miss what two games this week. We are, but we both missed the same games. I mean, we missed both week took took LSU. But I mean, like I, I wasn't expecting to miss that many games in week one. Yeah, because it's, it's usually you know. Here's the thing, though, and this is how you have to look at it. It doesn't matter what games you miss. It only, oh, matters, only matters what games you miss that I make. I know, but I want to hit oh, okay. as close to perfection as you possible. Can't, you can't be held responsible for Vanderbilt losing. To East Tennessee State. Now, LSU, I had some thoughts on that, but anyway. I thought that would be a close game. Well, it still is. It still is. It still is. It's not mm-hmm. over yet. So, All right, guys. Great weekend. Enjoy your, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Enjoy your extended weekend. Hope you have Monday off. I won't. I'll be on Sports Talk Mississippi recapping everything. We got and Mike Leach on Monday. We got Mike Leach. We got a lot to talk about this uh, week. Big week coming up for Mississippi State against North Carolina State. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.